Hey, this is Jim Anderson with Psalm Tree Consulting coming to you with a biblically focused business podcast. And we're continuing our series here on some of the basic biblical um, principles that we should be considering as we operate our business as Christians. And these uh, may seem fairly obvious, but I think that they, they, they uh, uh, make a good starting point um, before, before getting into some of the more hairy issues. But uh, there are so many business owners that are Christians that have not thought some of these very basic things through and are, you know, really messing up. <laughs> and it's, it's causing uh, uh, Christian businesses to have bad reputations. It's unfortunately a lot of people, you know, will stay away from Christian businesses because of some of the things that um, we have a tendency to have a reputation for. And uh, now we even have um, things going on in the marketplace where Christian business owners are being sued because they won't violate their conscience. So, you know, it's like we we are just doing everything wrong. Um, and there are a lot of uh, there are a lot out there that are doing the right things. And I know that uh, a lot of people, uh, Christian business owners are. Um, pretty much doing a lot of the right things. But there are enough out there that they're really hurting the reputation of uh, Christians in business. Um, So the next topic that I'm looking at here is honoring your creditors. Now, this one is obviously, you know, you don't pay your bills. But, you know, when you're in business, people seem to tend to have a another ethic that in business, this is how things are done. And, you know, that's different than in your personal life. Well, the, the principles are the same. You know, uh, and in business, yeah, there, there's a little more complexity in business because, one, uh, in, your, in, in your business, your creditors are not just those who are lending you money. You know, like the bank or your credit card company. It's the your vendors. Your vendors are offering you their products and services on terms, and you maybe have net 30 terms with them, and you're supposed to pay them in 30 days. So you basically are borrowing money from them for 30 days. And unfortunately, these creditors are treated as a no-interest source of operating capital, um, which is not what it's intended to be. It's just a customer service. Originally, terms allowed you to have the time in your business to turn around a payment. So you could buy the service or product when you needed it. They could they bill you, and then you have your accounts payable process that you go through, and then turn around a check. So you might not write checks every day. You're gonna you're gonna write and print checks maybe once every two weeks, and so you know there needs to be a time frame in there where you have terms where they know they're going to get paid, and so you're not you're not using it as a no interest loan, you're simply 
have you know taking the time to to turn it around um now you know if the situation's beyond your control and you can't pay on time you know that's one thing but if you're simply choosing it because it's cheaper to operate that way then you're violating a biblical principle um and that would be found in proverbs 3 verses 27 and 28 you know, do not withhold good from those whom it is due when it is your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come back and tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you now. You know, that's pretty clear. If you have the money to pay for it, pay for it. You know, um, and, and a, a Christian who orders materials and supplies from their vendors when they're already past due, wow, that's interesting. Um, why should they sell you anything else if you haven't paid them and paid them according to your terms? And this is something that is, I mean, this is common in business. You know, I had a, my business, uh, Anderson Network, back in the 90s and, you know, during the uh, Internet boom. And um, my business pretty much ran on trade credit because we had our contract trainers that we would place and we would pay them on terms. And because I knew that our our training centers would not pay us according to our terms, I had to mitigate the issue that that would cause. Because what it would require me to do is have, uh, you know, like net 30 terms with my, with my trainers and try to have like net 15 terms with my customers. Well, a lot of customers are not going to do that. They're not going to say, I'm not going to want to pay. I, I want net 30 terms because they're operating their business where they want that free working capital. And then I would have to go out and pay for it. So if I did, you know, that would be, that would be uh, unfair to me to do that. Um, and I tell you, you know, um, it would be fine if if uh, we were able to make the arrangements so that everybody involved knew when they were going to get paid and it actually happened that way. So what I did is I did a contract where I said, we get paid, you get paid seven days after we get paid. So, you know, we're not, we're not trying to do any, you know, any uh, um, cash flow tricks here in, in uh, trying to, you know, maximize the, the money available to us and, and financing our business off your backs, we're just simply going to pass the money to you when we get paid. We don't get paid until, the, until our customer pays. And because the, the, co- the contractor was making the majority of that contract, we just made a margin, a small margin. Um, it didn't seem right for us to have to ca- to carry that. It also didn't make financial sense to get the loan that we would need because, you know, more than likely, 
if we're doing really well, we're probably going to have a, a pace payment cycle of an average of, of uh, 45 days. And if we paid our, our trainers in 30 days, we would have to finance that 50, uh, 15 days worth of uh, um, gap, which means it's half of our monthly sales. And that would have added up to a pretty substantial loan. You know, once once you see what the size of our business was, well, so so I felt it was ethical to to say, hey, this is the arrangement. Um, we will collect for you know you 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 won't have to do the collections. We will pay you when you know we'll turn it around in seven days, and uh, we operated like that, and and most of the trainers like that. There were some though that when they worked at a training center that paid slow, were unhappy. And uh, they knew what they agreed to, but they were not happy with the results. So, you know, they didn't have to take that contract. And we told them that, you know, that's what they could do if, you know, they don't have to take any more jobs if they can't accept those terms. And that's how we we worked it. And of course, our competitors used that against us because then they tried to tell us it was unethical. Well, you know, the perception, so the perception became it was unethical. And, um, you know, that that was a problem. But um, uh, the idea here is that integrity is important. And as Christian business owners, we need to have that integrity. And um, it's actually rare, even among Christian business owners, to have integrity, um, especially when it comes to money. You know, a Christian who wants to have a credible witness is going to need to meet at least the minimum standard of doing what they say they're going to do, paying the bills when they say they're going to pay those bills. But integrity is also more than just being honest and paying your bills on time. It also means having the the wherewithal and the foresight to be able to make sure you're going to be able to meet your commitments and not taking too much risk. If you take too much risk, you're going to lose your integrity when things go south and that when the business cycle goes down, then you're going to have to end up paying your creditors slowly and your integrity is going to go out the window because you always paid your bills on time until business was slow and then you didn't. And, and like I said, you know, it's not unethical. If you can't pay, you can't pay and you just pay when you can, but still, like I said, with the, uh, you know, the way the arrangements that I made in, in our contracts, um, the perception still is there and we need to have a better, better control over that. We need to, we need to have the resources to maintain our integrity and so we don't want to take too much risk. And I took too much risk. Um, and so that that's part of what the problem was. And that business was just risky. A good business is not going to require you to be that risky. Um, and there are businesses that are very good businesses that require high leverage, what they call it, borrowing money. But Proverbs 22.7 says that, you know, um, the, the rich... The, you know the, the 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 borrower is slave to the lender, and 
that's what happens whether you're a business owner or an individual. And so anybody that that owes you that you owe money to has some kind of control over you and you don't want that. And you want to try to operate your business without debt if you possibly can. Now, sometimes it makes sense to borrow money in business, but the more that you borrow, the more that you risk, the higher the risk level. And you want to, you don't want to get into a situation where you can't meet your obligations. It's that simple. And it's really a shame. Um, you know, there are a lot of delinquencies among churches and other ministries. Um, and there's, a you know, a lot of them paying their bills slowly because they can get away with it. Um, and it's unfortunate that that happens. And it's part of the reason why so many people don't want to do business with Christians because Christian business owners do the same thing. And uh, it's not just with money, but with other things they don't do the right thing. And so uh, part of it is that they're just not trained to think in terms of good ethical practices. And they don't follow biblical principles when it comes to conducting business in their companies. Um, they have a different set of rules. So that's what this is all about. And I, um, that's why I do what I do. I want to bring out the truth so that we can have a better future. And one of the ways we need to do that is we need to think in eternal terms as we run our businesses here in this life. With that said, I'll talk to you next time.